Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English, founder of The Silver Edge. Our mission at The Silver Edge is to inspire men and women in their 50s, 60s, and 70s and beyond to live their strongest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives. In this podcast, we share stories of amazing individuals who are doing just that to help motivate you to become the healthiest version of yourself, regardless of your age. And now, on to today's podcast. Hi, my name is Kevin English, and I'm the founder of The Silver Edge and host of the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. My mission with this podcast is to bring you inspiring stories of men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond who are living strong, healthy, and fit lifestyles. I thought I'd kick off this podcast by introducing myself and telling you a little bit about myself and my fitness journey. I've always been active. I was raised on a cattle farm in southwestern Pennsylvania, so early on had the blessing of being raised on grass-fed beef, our own chickens, vegetables fresh from our garden, milk and butter from the neighbor's dairy cow, and even fruit from our own orchard. I was also active during this time with the daily rhythm of farm life, the care and feeding of livestock, rolling hay bales, weeding the garden, and my free time running wild and exploring the woods bordering our property. In school, I was on the wrestling team, and I played Little League Baseball. I was just an average athlete, certainly not exceptional in any way, but I was active. All that ended in my mid-teens. As a result of my parents' divorce, I ended up in a tiny town with my siblings and my mother. I didn't adapt well, and eventually fell in with the smoking and drinking crowd. I lost interest in sports and remained more or less inactive until my family moved to coastal North Carolina after my senior year of high school. Living at the beach was a game changer for me. I immediately fell in love with beach life, surfing and fishing specifically, and spent a good part of the next 10 to 15 years obsessing over the ocean. And I still do to this day, albeit with a bit less fervor, but greater appreciation perhaps. I was by no means living a healthy lifestyle. I smoked and drank and in general took very poor care of myself during this time. Life moves on and I eventually met the woman who had become my wife. We moved to the Caribbean, we got married, we had our son, and then we moved back to North Carolina. Somewhere in my 30s, one of my brothers got the idea that he wanted to run a marathon. He'd read somewhere that Oprah Winfrey ran a marathon and figured if she could do it, why couldn't he? He enlisted me and my other brother, brought a book on training for a first marathon, and we started running together. I'd never run in my life, not even a 5K, but I grew to look forward to our long runs on the weekends together. And after about four months of training, the three of us ran our first marathon together in New Orleans. I can't remember my time for that first marathon. It was over four hours. But I do remember the feeling of being completely wrecked, barely able to walk and lightheaded. I was given a medal and directed to the beer tent. This was New Orleans after all. I felt like I had been hit, no really run over by a freight train. And I was absolutely hooked. I went on and eventually ran another five marathons with quite a few half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks, trail races, etc. along the way. Running was now my main or really sole form of exercise. About this time, my daughter was born. I started to burn out on running. I'd accumulated my share of repetitive stress injuries and frankly was growing bored of running all the time. The same brother who introduced me to running one day said, hey, we should do triathlons. 
At the time, I didn't even own a bike, so I found a 10-speed at a garage sale and signed up for my first triathlon. I eventually bought a real triathlon bike and probably competed in 30 or more triathlons over the next couple of years, including two half Ironmans. As with running, I wasn't particularly good or fast. I was usually one of the first out of the water after the swim, but I hated biking and I sucked at it, and all the slower swimmers would eventually zoom by me on the bikes. Being a mediocre runner put me firmly mid-pack in most races in my age division. By now I'd reached 40-something, and I burned out on triathlons. It was all the biking that finally did me in. I simply did not enjoy the amount of riding required. I was also insanely busy in my professional life as a technology salesman, and as a result, I just stopped swimming, biking, running altogether. My diet during my endurance exercise phase was centered around carbs, without any distinction between healthy versus unhealthy foods. Somewhere in my 40s, my health bottomed out. I was relatively inactive, still eating a bunch of carbs, and drinking more or less daily. I became the dreaded skinny fat guy. Skinny arms and legs with a thick layer of fat around my midsection. Not a great look on me. I suppose it was somewhere around this time that I made two major lifestyle changes. I went vegan and I joined a gym. I saw the film Forks Over Knives and I was aware that there were some endurance athletes out there who were vegan. I decided to try it for 30 days and to be honest, I fell down a rabbit hole. I was 100% all in plant powered. I bought a ton of fresh veggies and I was making meals from scratch and I felt fantastic. It's not an exaggeration to say that this was life changing for me. Somewhere in the first few months, I felt more alert, more energetic, and my libido improved. I read vegan manifestos on the horrors of factory farming, which is something I'd never really considered before. Shortly after going vegan, I joined a Globo gym. I had no idea what I was doing. I think my first few months were just wandering in and going from machine to machine. I eventually found bodybuilding.com and adopted some of their free workout programs, which at least gave me some semblance of structure. I'd typically follow along with a routine for a month or so, get bored with it, and switch to another. Between my plant-based diet and working out, my body composition began to change from skinny fat to pretty much just plain skinny. I wanted to gain weight, but only eating plants and hitting the gym a few days a week just wasn't cutting it. I dug into some research, mostly vegan research at the time, and for the first time was introduced to the importance of protein for building muscle. So I ate more tofu. Lots more tofu, more seitan, which is made from wheat and it's commonly used to make fake meat or vegan meat. During this period, I also found two resources that were key in moving my fitness journey forward. The first was Ben Greenfield and his podcast and website. Ben has a background as a triathlete and at the time that appealed to me. He also introduced me to concepts like optimizing nutrition and performance as opposed to just being fit. The second resource was a book by Mike Matthews titled Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. This book finally demystified workout programming and introduced me to the concept of progressive overload. About the same time, I was struggling with my plant-based diet. I had a very difficult time putting on muscle, and I began to feel run down and I would get extremely tired during the afternoons. I tried adding to my already considerable supplement routine, but nothing was working. I decided it was time to change my diet and began adding meat and dairy back into my meals. Almost immediately, I felt better and more vital. Over the next few years, I spent time in gyms. I had a nice home gym set up for a while and in general was fairly active and fit, 
But it wasn't until my mid-50s when my teenage daughter talked me into joining a CrossFit gym with her that I really put all the pieces together. Strength, conditioning, recovery, and nutrition. For the first time in my life, I was consistently getting stronger and fitter. For the first time in my life, I had six-pack abs. For the first time in my life, I was prioritizing recovery and sleep. Over a decade of experimenting with my diet led to a calorie and macro balance that were optimized for me. I understood the importance of clean, whole foods. I understood how many calories a day I require to maintain, lose, or gain weight. And I finally had a handle on the appropriate balance of fats, carbs, protein that my body requires at this time in my life. Fitness and nutrition are journeys, not destinations. I'm less than two weeks away from my 56th birthday at the time of this recording, and I'm certain that I'll look back at this in 10 years and have new insights and new knowledge. I relish learning about my body and what it's capable of and how to best prepare it for peak performance, both in life and in the gym. So that's my fitness story. It's my hope with this podcast to bring you stories of other men and women and their fitness journeys that we can learn from them and be inspired by them. That's all for this week. So until next time, stay strong. Well, that's our show for today, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends and please consider subscribing and giving us a five-star review. All the show notes and much more are available at our website at silver-edge.com. That's silver-edge.com. So until next time, stay strong.